Mark Wahlberg es el número uno en Chevy en todo Columbus. Con dos ubicaciones, nuestra tienda principal en Broad Street y la más reciente en Worthington. Puede elegir entre miles de autos nuevos y de uso, todos a precios mínimos. Si busca un carro, camioneta o SUV, compre el Chevy que desea el precio que le guste. Con nuestro personal que habla español, aquí en la Chevrolet de Mark Wahlberg. Busque la mejor oferta en markwalbergchevy.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. All Hit Radio. Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the Exxon, everyone. It is Tuesday, March the 7th. My name is uh, March the 2nd. Did I say 7th? My goodness, I'm way ahead of my timer. Let's try this again. It's Tuesday, March the 2nd. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. On the Exxon Broadcast Network, the Talkstar Radio Network, and our fine and vast-growing family of broadcast affiliates across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia... Africa, and Europe. If you'd like to send us an email, my email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com on MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. Our worldwide toll-free number is 1-800-610-7035 and our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. My first guest tonight is Kathy Toll. And Kathy is an intuitive consultant, shamanic healer, speaker, and author. She has provided clients worldwide with a holistic and spiritual approach to healing for the last 15 years. Throughout her broad business career in marketing and design, her intuitive and healing gifts were evident, but intensified significantly when she enrolled in interfaith seminary training in 2005. Kathy has worked with noted mystic and author Andrew Harvey, refining her abilities and applying them to world problems and institutions. Her work with the United Nations, the Center for Integrative Wellness, Deepak Chopra's Global Leadership Institute, and as the Executive Director of the Institute for Sacred Activism, 
have given her a valuable opportunity to bring perspective of healing and communication with the unseen into large institutions. Presently, Kathy is in private practice in Brooklyn, New York, as a medium, healer, and teacher. And welcome to the X-Zone, Kathy Toll. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Well, we're, we're, we're happy that you're with us, Kathy. And I was wondering if you could tell us when you became aware of your gifts as a spirit communicator and intuitive. And how did you learn about uh, your gift and how to further use them? Well, I first really became aware of my gifts when I was in college. Mm-hmm. I was taking a night course in parapsychology at Boston College. And... Um, I was reading Colin Wilson's Occult, which was a really interesting book, and my first experience was that I started to hear, I don't know if you would say voices, but I started to get really strong spirit communication, and I didn't quite know what was going on. Um, And so it it unfolded for me in two ways. First, I started to get communication, um, really strong communications. I started hearing noises. I remember one night I was up reading that book, particularly. And I think reading that book was a signal to spirit. Okay, mm-hmm. this one is ready. <laughs> let's let's teach her what she needs to know. Um, and I started to hear noises and, and all kinds of stuff in my house. And my house was completely quiet at that point. Um, and then, you know, that kind of scared me. I wasn't used to that level of activity, of spirit activity around me. Um, And I pushed it away, you know. Um, I wasn't quite ready for it. But I I did have an interest in the occult. I loved, which is why I was taking the course, I loved every aspect of it. I'd been reading tarot cards um, from a very young age. Mm -hmm. And I... I was working as a waitress going to college and I didn't have a lot of time to do my test and I walked up, I don't know what, what possessed me, but I walked up to my, my professor and one night and I said, look, at, I don't have time to take the test. Can I come and read your poem instead? And he thought that was really funny. So I made an appointment to go see him and I'd never done anything like that before in my life. And I sat down and I started to read his poem. And... I kept getting, and I thought I was just making things up. I just let myself go completely blank, and I just started talking. I I was having fun, and I started to get everything right, and it was astounding. I was saying things I didn't even know about him, Mm -hmm. very personal things. And then at one point, I said to him that, when he was 45, he was going to have an experience that was going to change his life. Entirely. All right, Kathy, we're going to have to have a bit of a cliffhanger here. We have to take our two-minute commercial break. Oh, Kathy okay. Toll and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network and the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network. We'll be back in two minutes. Don't go away. Yeah. 
Toll is my special guest of this hour exonation. Her website is www.kathytoll.com and that's C-A-T-H-Y-T-O-W-L-E dot com. All right, Kathy, uh, you told your professor that something was going to happen in his life at the age of 45. What happened next? <laughs> well, he... he... He was astounded. He just, he dropped my hands. He looked at me and said, you know, two of the top psychics in the world told me the same thing. He goes, he said, you get an A. (laughs) And, you know, to me, looking back on that experience, I, it was, it was significant for me, but it also, I also pushed it away. You know, it's funny uh, opening up to these gifts because. We're so trained not to think of these things as real. And I just thought, well, isn't that a big, funny thing? Look at that. I did that, and isn't that amazing? And I I put it away. And I continued, though, to be very interested in spirituality and studied many things, Hinduism. I studied Buddhism. Mm -hmm. I continued with esoteric studies. I trained. I became a Reiki master. I... uh, studied with a lot of psychics that I knew who trained me. Um, And then when I was in the seminary, I lived in a haunted house. And the haunted house wanted to communicate with me, and I couldn't walk away from it at that point. Um, Every time I would walk down my stairs, the lights would turn on, the TV would turn on. and, And, you know, I had to confront the things that I was the most scared of to open to my gift. And now those things don't even bother me at all because I realize that it is not something to be scared of at all. It's just the unseen world communicating with me. Mm-hmm. And the energies of the unseen world, they, don't, they can't show up like we do in the physical world. And so they use electricity. They, use, um, they harmonize with you, and you kind of hear their voices inside yourself. Um, you see it in coincidences and synchronicity. And my gift is tuning into spirit and actual, actually getting communications from spirit for people. And those gifts, I opened up to them. I finally reluctantly <laughs> opened up to them. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I've been able to communicate directly to the deceased and to other beings that want to be known. Tell me, Kathy, what was your very first experience like hearing from spirit? Um, at first, it was at first it was confusing because I wasn't sure. You know, the information comes very much visually for me. Uh, I see it inside myself. Mm-hmm. I don't see spirit physically, uh, although I have occasionally. But it's I don't like it, so it cooperates with me. <laughs> And, um, but I do see visual pictures inside and I get complete stories a lot of times. Um, 
so I have to slow it down and vibe, you know, I have to put it into a context where I can communicate it to other people. So it took me, my first experience was just, uh, it was awkward. I didn't feel very comfortable, but I continued to do it because people kept coming to me and asking me to help them with this. Um, I started talking about it and people just opened up to wanting me to help them communicate to their loved ones. Um, so it was, it was, you know, I still, I still have a skeptical mind, which I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad I have a skeptical mind because it keeps me grounded yeah. and it keeps me awake. Um, I, you know, spirit will communicate a lot of different things and I have to use my rational mind to decipher, you know, spirit's messages, time, the timing isn't really good all the time. Um, so I, I take the information in and I use it and I hope that it helps other people. They say it does. Uh, but a lot of it is about also teaching other people to trust their gut, to trust uh, their, their own intuition. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's another gift that I have, um, teaching people, um, one-on-one how to really become channels and trust their information. Tell me, Kathy, why are you such a good antenna? You know, that's a good, that's a really good question. I, I think that I'm a good antenna. I think that I was born with the, the switch turned on. I, I actually used to see spirit when I was a little girl mm-hmm. growing up in Nebraska. We lived near a cemetery. And I remember having horror, I mean, I had to sleep with the lights on <laughs> until I was 16, I think. You know, I was just, I was terrified of it. Um, but I think I was born with the light switch on. I think everybody has this ability, and some people have to work harder than others to turn it on. But I think I was, I was born with it in this way so that I could tell other people about turning their own switches on mm-hmm. and opening up to this unseen world that I has the non-ordinary reality that's around us is just as real as the physical world that we can touch and feel and see with our eyes. So, you know, I don't really know why I'm a good antenna, but I know that I am. How do you find spirit? Do they find you? Uh, do they, does, does spirit know when someone has the ability to communicate with them? Yes, I, I believe so. Um, you know, I'm not bombarded with it. The spirit cooperates with me. I'm, I'm lucky. I know some, some of my friends who are mediums mm-hmm. um, see spirit all the time. It, it annoys them. Uh, I'm lucky that that doesn't happen to me. I, I can just tune in. It, it comes to me when I am healing someone, when I am working one-on-one, when I'm writing. I think I became prime for it. Um, in my work as a, you know, for a long time, I worked as a graphic designer and marketing consultant and constantly being with my creativity mm-hmm. opened up the channels, I think, and refined them. But, um, you know, I, I definitely notice when I drive by a cemetery. <laughs> I definitely notice when um, sometimes people walk in the door and their spirits make themselves known to me immediately. Um, that does happen occasionally, but I'm, I'm not bombarded with it, and they will recede unless there's something really important that needs to be said. But, you know, 
not all people really want to hear that either. I think people have to ask, you know, sometimes. So do you channel the same spirits all of the time? I don't. Um, I, I do have some spirit helpers that are always with me. So I do channel from them all the time, but I'm also connecting with the spirits that people bring with them. Um, people bring their ancestors, they bring their, their own um, spirit guides, you could call them, or angels, um, however people relate to spirit in that way, but they bring their own energies and I read those energies for them, as well as my own guides giving me more specific information. Um, so it, it's a combination always of my, my guides and other people's guides or ancestors. Tell me, what do you actually hear, feel when the messages come through, and how do you know that they're from spirit and not part of your own psyche? That's another great question, um, and it comes up a lot in my work. Um, well, first of all, I hear them inside my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have, I am um, Claire audient also. I do hear things as voices outside myself occasionally, but mostly I hear I hear a voice inside, and, and it, it's very specific, and it, sometimes it's very uncomfortable. I have to say things to people that, I'm uncomfortable. One time I was asked to sing a song to somebody. Um, another time I was channeling um, a deceased child for a parent, and the parent was obviously still in a lot of pain. And, you know, and channeling a message like that was very difficult. And, and the, But the, the spirit of the child was very insistent. And what happens is that when a message wants to come through and it wants to come through very specifically, it will not give me any more information until I say what it wants me to say sometimes. So um, that is challenging for me um, because it's not... I'm very protective of the people that I talk to also. I don't want to hurt them or say anything that they're not able to deal with. So it's... uh, it's a challenging, I feel like sometimes I'm in between the living and the spirits a lot of time. So you're um, like an ambassador from the other side to this side. Yeah, that's, that's a good description. Hmm. And I constantly have to work on myself and my ego. My ego wants me to look good. Mm-hmm. My ego wants me to, to not sing the song because maybe I won't sing it right or, or I feel foolish. Um, or saying hokey things I'm asked to say sometimes that I feel are hokey. You know, like, I have to constantly look at my own judgments and look at my own shadow self and um, meditate. I have to do the work. If I'm not doing the work, then I'm not really getting a clear message. So I have to constantly be working on those things for myself as well. Um, I have a spiritual supervisor, you know, like I, I don't undertake this. I, I'm very serious about this work and about getting it right for people. Um, and and luckily, I don't have to work too hard at the getting it right part. But I do work very hard on being a clean and clear channel for people. All right, Kathy, please stand by. You and I have to take our break at the bottom of the hour with the news. Kathy Toll is our special guest. www. Kathy Toll. Dot com. That's C-A-T-H-Y-T-O-W-L-E 
thexone.com. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is The Exxon. And Kathy and I will be back on the other side of this news break as we continue live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network and Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't go away. Hi, this is Ken Elliott. When I'm floating around the universe, I always try to tune in to Rob McConnell. Hi, hold there, Trinity Frog on Sesame Street. When I want to find out what's going on with UFOs or ghosts, I listen to the X Zone with Rob McConnell. This is Les Corrigan from Target Internet Development. You're listening to Rob McConnell on the X Zone Radio Show. This is John Hogue, Prophecy Scholar, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Howell is my special guest this first hour of tonight's show. Her website is www.kathytoll.com. And Kathy is an intuitive consultant, shamanic healer, speaker, and author. I asked you off air uh, during the break a uh, question that I think a lot of our listeners may want to hear the answer to, Kathy. And that is, do these spirits wake you up in the middle of the night? And how do you ever get any peace, quietness, and sleep? <laughs> sometimes you know they wake me up every morning at three o'clock in the morning um there's some nights i get a full mm-hmm. night you know they, i don't wake up but that's i can count on a hand how many those are they i think they want me to know that they're there and so they do consistently wake me up and sometimes they want me to write something down and other times i go back to sleep i just tell them to go away and they leave me alone. It's a give-and-take situation. But, you know, in the middle of the night, I think the veils are thinner between the worlds, so it's easier to convey the information to me, and I've just gotten used to it. I uh, have my computer right next to my bed, and I just take notes when I need to. Do they also communicate with you in your dreams? You know, I'm not like... uh, the Miss Dubois on TV. I mm-hmm. uh, no, I, they do not. Um, occasionally, I'll have a significant dream, but usually not. It's usually more through the through the the mediumship that they come through. Over the years, Kathy, of being a medium and communicating with those on the other side, is there any one incident that stands out in your mind? that you can relate to us? Um, 
Let me think. Um, there's so many, so mm. many interesting stories. Um, you know, I'll just go back to channeling for people who have lost um, loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times when I'm on the radio doing readings, too, people will call in with very poignant stories that, you know, immediately I get the story, and it's a lot to convey in the two minutes I'm given to really talk to the person. But I remember one night someone called to find out how their loved one, uh, their daughter, was doing on the other side, and I realized in a heartbeat that this person had um, been killed in a car crash and um, had been drinking. and You know, there was a whole story behind mm-hmm. it, and... I immediately had to like take that into my system and and look at the whole picture and then feed back how this person was doing on the other side to this this lovely mother who was just obviously so heartbroken about her daughter and um you know and how to convey all that in 2 minutes and just say you know to her how deeply her daughter missed her and wanted to communicate with her and you know a lot of the stories that I tune into when people ask for messages are like that like the spirits are so connected to us in our everyday lives and they don't have the means to communicate and they want so badly to comfort us and to let us know that that we are okay, you know, that they are okay, and that we we need to realize that that life goes on, and that the living or the the dead are living with us, you know, that these these beings are here with us the rest of our lives. We're connected to them, and and until we die, we lose that connection with them. But then we continue a connection with the loved people that we leave behind. So it's it's a continuum that. Um, I'm reminded of in every reading. It's it's amazing. So why don't these spirits go to the other side and continue their spiritual journey? Why do they linger behind? Well, I don't experience them as lingering behind. Um, I although although some do some 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 stay because they think they need to comfort the living. Mm-hmm. Some have a purpose um, to guide us in our everyday lives. I think they do move on and they have an easier time traveling between. I mean, I don't think there's some finite point where they go to the light and there's no communication between the light and us. I think there's a lot of gray area there. And some spirits want to be of use to us. They want us to know about them, mm-hmm. and they want to be part of our lives. They, um, you know, that's their job. Some of them are given the job to be with us and to guide us. And I think everybody has moments where they touch into that. They know that they're being guided or they're, they just feel like someone's watching out for them. And some people call it guardian angels. Mm-hmm. Um, we have lots of different names for that that we try to tune into. But, you know, some people, it's, some spirits, it's their job. It's just their job. That's, that's how I connect to it anyway. How do we explain 
the difference between what established theology tells us about spirits and what mediums tell us about spirits? How do we explain the difference? You know, religion, I think religion tries to give a framework for people to be connected to God, to, um, it tries to, it tries to connect people in a, a way that they have a framework that they can live their everyday lives Mm -hmm. and feel comfortable doing that. And, have some kind of connection to the divine. Um, I think theologians might be too scared to go further than that, you know? Um, You know, I I give a lot of credit, and I'm very respectful of theology. I think that theology is very, has been very helpful up to a certain point for us, and I think as we open more spiritually to some of these subjects, um, even in Christian theology, Christian mysticism, the mystics talk about experiences that are very similar to mediumship. Mm-hmm. When you, you read of St. John the Divine and um, St. Teresa of Lisieux, and you, you, you start to read their stories, and you realize that they're, they're talking about the same thing that mediums experience. So, so religion takes us and holds us in a certain way and makes us feel safe and comfortable. And, and I think that's its function. It gives us a framework. I think when we go further into the mysteries, that's when we start to encounter these other things. And I think it's a matter of what people are ready for. Um, Is this why you think people are afraid of, quote-unquote, the paranormal is because they don't understand and that there are so many misconceptions that they hold on to the dogma that there may be something evil and dangerous about it? I totally agree with that, and I think also it has to do with our shadow self. And I think that our concept, our wounds, our our darkest parts of ourself... Mm -hmm get reflected when we start to feel scared about the paranormal. I know personally, I had to work on those scary pieces in myself to to cope with what was happening around me when my house went crazy and felt like I was living in a haunted house. I realized that the boundaries in the physical world are the same boundaries that you have in the spirit world. You just have to employ them in the spirit world. And when I started to kind of understand that there was really no difference between the two, it's just a matter of perception, my whole worldview began to shift very radically. I, I started to understand that the paranormal and the normal exist together. They coexist. And I think a lot of New Age philosophy was about embracing the light and everything mm-hmm. being good all yeah. the time. And it really left out the shadow side. And to me, um, you know, when you talk about dark energies or dark entities, which a lot of people come to me for that in my work, um, to release them from spirit attachment or things like that. And it really is about that person's darkness inside themselves, too. And we all have it. We all have light and dark. We have egos. We have, we have unrefined parts of ourselves. And negativity attaches to the things that we're negative about. And it can come in all kinds of forms. And um, But when we start to embrace our negativity and not push it away, but pull it inside, our, inside ourselves and learn from it, 
that's when the paranormal starts to not be so scary because we start to understand the correlation between the two. Um, that the darkness inside myself, I'm just projecting onto something else. But, you know, that takes a lot of time. You know, you have to go through some therapy and a, little, a definite psychological perspective to embrace that. Tell me, have you, think, ever, have you ever seen or had an encounter with a total negative entity? And if so, how did you handle it? Yes. And I've had many encounters with them, uh, myself personally, and helping other people to detach from those entities. And, um, you know, the hardest work in that work is helping people to understand what brought them to that point, because their own psyche plays a part in it. Mm -hmm. Um, So getting people to really understand what's going on is the first part, part of the work. And then... The shamanic techniques that I have learned over the years are what I use to help that person release the attachment. Um, It's not like I support them, but the person actually does a lot of the work in the releasement of the attachment. You know, energy is neutral. It's the intent of the energy that changes energy into, uh, you know, know, our conception of good and bad. Mm -hmm. So... Really, what we're dealing with is just energy, and when we channel that energy in a more positive direction, um, and we learn to close the boundaries inside ourselves, that um, and I'll give an example: if um, a person is deeply wounded in childhood by some childhood experience, um, they can develop spirit attachment around those those experiences sometimes, because our, our psyches get kind of blown, our, our auras also get blown open by traumatic experience, and it leaves an opening. And so things can attach to us, and when we learn how to understand ourselves and understand those dark places and start to get the things that we need, the therapy, the, the physical healing mm-hmm. that we need to fill those gaps up, then there's a real opportunity for those spirits to leave us. Because sometimes they're there also, you know, funny, funnily enough, they're there to help us. Um, it keeps us in a place that maybe maybe sometimes we need to be. Um, we're not ready for change. We learn from being stuck. Um, so sometimes those, those energies are working with us, whether we know it or not. You know, it... I know I'm saying some things that are kind of radical, but... Not um, on this show, you're not. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true. Um, But that's really how I view it. I think that we're in cahoots with spirit all the Mm -hmm. time, and we don't really know it. And when we get more conscious of it and the way that we interact with spirit, and it just takes a little education to do that. And there's a lot of great people who have written about this stuff. And as we educate ourselves about spirit, we just start to see how um, how unharmful it really is to us. I mean, there are some really negative energies out there, and when I've encountered those, sometimes I've needed help from other people to help me get rid of those energies. But I've never seen a situation where those ne- negative energies don't leave if you don't tell them to. You know, and sometimes you have to work at it, uh, but 
I've never really encountered a situation where they didn't leave. So tell me, when a person dies, what happens? <laughs> That's a really good question. I think people have been talking about that one for a long time. But it um, seems that there's never been any proven answer, and I guess this is why we keep on asking. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't really know. All I know is that... Um, when the physical body dies, that the spirit has a chance to move into the other realms. And I think that... Um, Have you ever asked a spirit what happened to them after they died? You know, I never really have. That's a very good question. I think I will go in and ask that question because I just never have really needed to know that for myself. Um, but, you know, I, I, I've i seen so many different varieties of spirit and worked with different varieties of spirit that, um, you know, a lot of times they show themselves as their former selves. And I think that's for the evidence. Um, Kathy, component. stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Kathy Toll is our special guest www.cathytowle.com Don't go away, Exonation. We'll be back after this break. It made us feel so groovy. Kathy Toll is my guest this hour. Her website is www.kathytoll.com. That's C-A-T-H-Y-T-O-W-L-E.com. First of all, Kathy, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight here on the X-Zone. Um, a lot of people are talking about December 21st, 2012. And what is your, your opinion of what is going to happen on that day? Well, that's... You know, boy, there's so much controversy and a lot of different thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. And I personally think, I'm not so, so sure the date is right. Yeah. I actually um, am very interested in the work of Johan Kalaman. I think that's how you say his name. He is uh, a Mayan scholar who actually came up with another date, which is the year in the year, um, I think it's in November. Of course, I don't even have that offhand, but... Um, I think it's November 11, 2011. But, um, and he, he correlates the Mayan calendar a little bit differently. You know, I think it's pretty interesting. I think, I think 
this is what I think is happening. I think that we are changing as a species. Mm-hmm. I think that um, the end of the Mayan calendar doesn't mean we're all going to go, like, flaming into the sky and ascend like new beings. I think we're entering a process where we are being filled with a lot of light energy that is coming from the fact that we're in the photon belt right now. You know, we're in a different place in the universe where there's a lot of electromagnetic energy. We're getting blasted by the Mm -hmm. sun because our atmosphere is very thin, and we're getting a lot of electromagnetic energy from that. It's affecting our subtle bodies. I think I just saw... Um, that the Earth's axis was really rocked by the Chilean earthquake. I think there's there's a lot of Earth changes. We happen to be living at a time when the Earth is due for a ton of change, uh, and that's all interestingly coincidental. <laughs> um, so I, I do think we're in for a really different time on Earth. I think we are ambassadors to a changing time, a new age, as people want to call it, and we all came here to usher that in. Uh, And I think a lot more people have been interested in spiritual and psychic and paranormal phenomena because we're becoming attuned to our place in the universe and, and that we're not the only people here. I don't think everything exists as people. I think that there are interstellar beings that are maybe of different energies that that we have a place in this universe that's very specific. Mm-hmm. We we uh, we are able to channel and hold emotion, which is kind of our place. Hey, Kathy, the... we've just run out of oh. time for tonight, but I want to thank you very much. We'll have you back on in the future. Exonation Kathy Toll mm-hmm. has been my guest this hour. Her website is www.kathytoll.com. I'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past as the Exxon continues right here live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Talkstar Radio Network and on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't go away. We'll be back right after this news break. <laughs> 